Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Oh, Vince, I think it's time for us to go abroad again. Go abroad again again? Again again. I love that. Where are we going, Tom? Well, it's a it's a nation that's uh, been very intertwined with our own over okay. the over okay. the centuries. Uh, in fact, we often reference it in our culinary arts. I see. And if you've seen the film Talladega Nights, there's a very notable character from this country. Come on, say it with me. France. France. I wasn't sure if we were saying. <laughs> Jean, Jean-Michel? <laughs> Jean-Michel? Jean-Michel? Ricky Bobby? <laughs> By the way, Ricky, I saw the Highlander. <laughs> if you are ever in a trivia scenario, which I know you find yourself constantly, uh, yes. it is the country with the most time zones with 12. 12 time zones. Wow. Wee oui, wee, oui, as they say. Oh, wee. Oui. Baguette. Wait till you see how much I butcher French culture in this episode. Oh, it's going to be fun. So, uh, yes, this beer that we're drinking comes from France. It's called Cronenborg 1664. 1664. Probably the most literally named beer we've had um, based on where it's brewed and the year it started. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, was 1664. That's right, Tom. We are drinking the fifth oldest beer that is still in production today. That's crazy. Uh, I know that um, Cellar Artois is the oldest brewery we've featured on the show. This has to be second, right? Yes. It, I yeah. mean, it's close. Well, by a couple hundred years, but yes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> in beer terms, yes, it's close. Well, well, so. well, well what, about, what about the um, Boddington's? Boddington's was... Boddington's was pretty old, too. Pretty, basically, if you're drinking anything in Europe, it's old. As far as what this beer is, this is a famous French lager that was named after the Hat family, which is the brewery's founders, and they basically started commercial brewing in France. Okay. Uh, located in Aubernay, France, which is in the far northeast corner of the country near Germany and okay. Switzerland. Makes sense. You know, it sounds like a pretty traditional beer, you know. It's basically a golden lager uh, with a little bit of, you know, aromatic hoppiness. But this is a gift. It is a gift. It is a generous donation from possibly donator of the year, John Marcisson. That's right. He's helped us out in the past with a couple big ones. That's right. And this is arguably the second longest distance a beer has traveled. I think so. Yeah, Fiji's number one. Fiji's going to be tough to beat. Be, <laughs> going to be hard to top. Unless, a, are they brewing beer in Antarctica? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Challenge to the fans. Chal- yeah, challenge to our fans in Antarctica. Yeah. Brew a beer. So Vince, obviously this uh, brewery's been around since the 1600s, so it's got to have some history, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it does. I can take you through all of it. I think... Right now, though, I need to crack this. Okay. I just got to gotta taste. This is a recipe that's been unchanged for almost 400 years at this point. We got to taste it. Crack. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. 
Okay, smells like a beer. Yeah, that's solid. Oh, okay. You know, ironically, it kind of does taste like a Stella. Yeah, so I had I had some concerns. When this was brought over, I thought perhaps we might be drinking the French Bud Light. The Boulit? <laughs> yes, the Boulit. Yeah. But that's not the case. This beer has quite a bit of history, as you've mentioned, and as they mention on the can, first brewed 1664 by Cannon Brewery, region uh, in the Alsace, region of France. I won't fact check you. By a master brewer with a master name, Geronimus Hat. And that's the Hat family you're talking Love to. Love it. Love that name. As I've mentioned previously, the exact same recipe that was used in 1664 is used today. And it's distributed and produced by Heineken in the UK. Uh, it's been passed around, but the yeah. Carlsberg Group officially still owns it. I believe markets. it. Actually, I believe it's actually owned by Scottish and Newcastle in the UK. That's what it said. They they acquired them for one billion dollars in two thousand one. Yeah, but then Heineken bought it from them. It's basically oh. been passed around, which is what happens with older properties. Yeah, right. That's why we have seventeen versions of A Star is yeah. Born, right? They've changed names a couple times. So they were originally Cannon Brewery. Yep. Then they were named The Hat Brewery. Yep. Then it was briefly called Tigre Brock. Sounds yeah. like a... Tigre, Tigre, <laughs> Tigre Brock sounds like a, a, a villain in Rocky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it also could be related to Brock from uh, Pokemon as well. Oh, sure. Tigre sure. Brock. I just envision like Tigre Brock. Brock being this Hispanic boxer who's like, yo, what are you doing, Rocky? You too scared to yeah. fight me? Come on. Oh, this is a dark fact. Uh, it says here that when they renamed it Cronenborg 1664, it was sold in France and important, imported to Britain just in time for the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Except a- if you're to believe some Instagram scammers, the queen is not dead. <laughs> In fact, she, she's with Diana. Is she living with Tupac in New Mexico? <laughs> what? You don't know about this theory? Tupexico? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who think that Tupac is living in exile in New Mexico. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. So, so I anything else? Yeah. that this is, I feared that this might be the Bud Light of French. The Boudit. Yeah. But in 2004... And in 2005, it actually won an award at the International Brewing Awards. And that was for the first time. So we're dealing with a really quality beer, a recipe that's been passed down from generation to generation, from, you know, master brewer to master brewer, and then from conglomerate to conglomerate. Yeah, and throughout all these various name changes, the recipe has remained unchanged. Which is cool. And now I'm curious, I don't think that that means it would taste exactly the same, yeah. right? Because we've seen some of these hops and some of these yeasts and even some of these malts sort of evolve over the years, and they're not quite the same. It's like, it's like watching special effects in the 90s and then watching them now, like watching the Jaws shark and then watching the Shallows shark, Yeah, right? You can still tell. We're not quite there. We're still in that uncanny valley. But it's not like this large, laughable styrofoam shark. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I'm sure it's probably a little sharper. I, I would I would pay a little bit of money to be transported back and, and taste what some of these beers 
taste like. Yeah, I mean, among many things, yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine if that's what I did? You can go back in time. <laughs> Just I want to try drink 1664. <laughs> you don't want to Are you sure you want to, you don't want to do anything else? I want to I want to go to the French Revolution just to see what the wine was like. Wait, oui, wait. Oui. Not to witness the horrific uh murders in public. But I mean, you got to respect this guy, Geronimus got his master brewer certificate in 1649, which sounds like I had no idea that they were giving those out that early. Yeah. Um, you know, Geronimus Hat, just a name like that, you, you're destined for greatness. I mean, it, you better be. He sounds like a character that got cut from the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> he does. <laughs> they didn't have time for Geronimus Hat's storyline. Yeah. But there's a whole appendix about him and his... Uh... In the Cursed Child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... And... To his credit, as most people with unique names do, yeah. he went a little more mainstream. His son's name is Claude. Have you noticed that? Like, when we run into some of these crazy names like Storm Woods, and you're like, what What was that parent thinking? But you really only run into that yeah. when they're famous. Like, when they're at, like, Storm Woods was, I think, at Miami, a star running back for a while. Smoke like, Monday. Who's that? He's a uh, DB on Auburn. There's a guy named Kool-Aid on Alabama's yeah. defensive line. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know celebrities are known for naming their kids weird shit like Apple and Pirate. Which is, who's his Pirate? Uh, one of the singer, for, the singer of Korn's son is named Pirate, I believe. Which He's is married like someone famous. The most audacious thing and, and pompous thing you can do yeah. is this assumption that like, oh yeah, my kid will be fine i can't take because i'm me i can't take credit for this but my sister went to school with a a girl whose name is patience blessing and her middle name is isa patience is a blessing yeah oh my god that sounds like a vanity plate (laughs) yeah that talk about a parent who just took it way too far i bet that parent's got some wild instagram captions i'm that parent definitely has an Instagram. What I want to talk about, though, is this is like 1664, something that has kind of progressed through the ages, has been passed down generationally. Is there any property for you personally that's just been generationally handed down? For me personally? Yeah, like a, like a pop culture property or something physical if we really want to get sentimental about it. Well... This wasn't passed down to me per se, but the first thing that came to mind was the James Bond movies. Okay, yes, it's always series. So James Bond was based on a, a series of novels, and then the first movie came out in like the '60s, I want to say. Yeah. And they've had like lots of different actors play James Bond. There's been a lot of movies. They're all kind of similar, um, but it's like a tradition. And I know it's owned by this one family. I believe that their name is the Broccolis. I'm <laughs> not kidding about yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, the, they're the broccoli related family. to the authors. Yeah, right. So they own the they own the franchise, and they it's like a family business, and they control everything creatively. They're the ones who engineered the the sale to you know Amazon. So I don't know what they intend to do with the future of it, but. It seems like we we go through kind of cycles with James Bond, yeah. and there's a, always discussion about like who's going to be the next Bond. Should it be a woman? Should it be a person of color? Like should it be so and so? It just kind of goes through the years, but it doesn't really change. Like this beer, 
Interesting. Excellent, excellent points there. Yeah. So th- it's interesting that you brought that up because I remember when there was a huge push for Donald Glover to play Spider-Man, right? Yeah. And so my thought here is like a superhero is such a uniquely American thing. Outside, yes. of, I think Canada did one. If you've ever watched the D.B. Cooper um, documentary, <laughs> they talk about there's this like fighter pilot who's in comics named Dan Cooper, who was basically a Canadian superhero. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Got it. So it's, it's a North American thing, we'll say. Is James Bond, like, is that as close to superheroes and comics as Europe's willing to get? <laughs> uh, yeah, classy, fancy person, spy stuff. Yeah, yeah like like someone, like one of, like this this French guy reads Superman yeah. and he goes, Oh, come on, this is not realistic. Are you crazy? This man, he's journalist. <laughs> no, this is not correct. And then we're supposed to believe that, that they can tell who he is? Come on. Imagine oh. trying to explain the Guardians of the Galaxy. These talking raccoons and trees. <laughs> All they're doing is talking to one another. These are not people. Yes. And you, like, I, I just wonder if they're just yeah. like, this is unbelievable. Here's what... Here's what we're going to do, okay? I'm going yeah. to talk you through it. We're going to have like a super suave yeah. guy. Like a whole thing. And they're just like, yeah. he has to be a real person though. And let's be honest. James Bond is, for all intents and purposes, invincible. Except for the fact that he's not. Yes. <laughs> well, I, it depends. I'd like to go. <laughs> we're so past it, right? Everyone's seen it. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. We all know he what does. happens. He does. Yeah. Well, I'm also now I'm trying to think about like, if there's like a French version of this and the Pink Panther comes up. The Pink is Panther it? is a bumbling fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, he's like, no, come on, you got to make some mistakes. Right, he's just an idiot. Yeah, I mean, French people, at least, you know, here in the US are always like positioned as these pompous, arrogant people who smoke and all they do is complain really and they look down on everybody Which is and like, like insane because yeah. they're the ones who helped us out in the revolution oh yeah we've we totally ghosted them yeah we were like hey thanks for helping us become a nation you can leave now by the way we're taking credit for democracy yeah oh and also thanks for giving us the second half of the continent that we needed to have manifest destiny <laughs> yeah we appreciate that we'll name some fries after you and call it a fucking day yeah i'll tell you what if you want to take that big green thing that you left at the doorstep you yeah. take that with you we don't need it on a related note you know that benjamin franklin was like a notorious womanizer right oh yeah he, he went was to france all he the time. was pounding it dude if there were <laughs> If there were frequent frequent sailing miles, he would be George Clooney in Up in the Air. Yes. Like that guy, the number Sam of Sam Elliott would be wearing a beret and be like, Hello, Benjamin, you have traveled 100,000 sea miles. Oh, okay. It's, it's French Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. first, yes. I, first I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's imagine a world where there's a, a superhero franchise. Oh, I thought you were about to say, let's imagine a world where we pour this in the oh, glass. Oh, let's do that too. <laughs> let's do that too. No, so we we haven't really identified a, a French superhero franchise. I got one for you. It's Benjamin Franklin, and he's just womanizing it in France. And every movie is just about him writing up great policies and banging French women and... We'll get who could play Benjamin Franklin for this franchise. Is his name uh, Depardieu? 
What's his oh, Depardieu? Yeah. Gerard? Gerard? Well, I was thinking Josh Gad no, in terms G- of the frame. Josh Gad? <laughs> yes. Give him a little French accent. Give him a wig. I don't we know. Already, we've already seen that. He was uh, Le Pew. <laughs> That's true. I didn't, I didn't think about he that. He was French. Yeah. French. Uh, okay. So, first of all, smells great. Looks great, too. Tastes great. This is a real quality beer, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But I do love that you went Benjamin Franklin and you didn't go like FDR American Badass. Have you seen that? Like where there's werewolves. Wait, what? And, you've never seen FDR American Badass? No. Holy crap. Barry Boswick is FDR. Is this a joke? This has got to be a joke, right? It, it's, they made a feature length film. How does, he, how does he fight werewolves? He's in a wheelchair. They, first of all, <laughs> they say that the way he got polio, he's got bit by a werewolf. <laughs> Oh my god! And this is how That's this great. is how the trailer opens. The doctor says, "Frank, you've got the polio." And he looks at him, and then he goes, "Does my cock still work?" And that is what you're in for, Barry Boston <laughs> being filthy. Oh, I I need to watch this. It's it's absolutely wild. I don't know if there's a more absurd president to put in a movie like that. Uh, I mean, uh, FDR, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer, Vampire Hunter, Vamp, whatever. This yeah, well, at least right he could that. walk. I mean, he was a big man. Dude, he had the Delano 2000. Yeah. And possibly my favorite bit from it is they treat Einstein like shit. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> real jackass, Albert Einstein. <laughs> and he talks up in Douglas MacArthur, who self-subscribes as Dougie Mac. Goes, oh, good. Einstein, shut the fuck up! This movie's uh, opinions are, are pretty great it's, so far. It's one of the most outlandish films. Yeah. But like, that's, that's what that <clears throat> reminds me of, is yeah. that, that whole um, genre. So we're talking a lot about like Americans imported into France. How have French imports done in America, generally speaking? It's a good question, right? Yeah. Because what technically is French? You would think French fries, not the case. Right. French toast. Not the Definitely case. not the case. Right. But you can talk about someone like Marianne Cotillard. Oh, yeah. She's, she's done she's very, lovely. very well. Uh, Vincent Cassell. You know him. He plays the Night Fox in the Oceans movies. Oh! Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but that's pretty much all he did. Then we, we have the aforementioned... I messed up. It's not... It's Gerard Depardieu and... Jean Dujardin? The guy who from The Artist. From The Artist, who, by the way, got upstaged by a Yorkshire Terrier. (laughs) Who is also... No, 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 no. He was a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, yeah. One of the most aggressive breeds of dogs. I think The Artist is going to go down as one of the worst Best Picture winners of all time. Listen. Silent French film. Best Picture. Black and white as well. Yeah. You might say that, but... I will never, I'm going to say that. I will never forget I will never forget the artist and what it did for me. I got my grandmother tickets to go see it for her birthday yeah. and she loved it. I'm happy for your grandmother. I'm happy for her too. And I'm mostly happy because she's a tough gift. <laughs> she's I bet she is. Over 90. What do you buy that person? They have everything. They've lost more than you can buy. It's hard to... It seems like there's a lot more Americans that go to France. And, I mean, I've never been there, but a lot of romance in that country, Well, what we have to discuss very briefly, and we have discussed it in the past with Midnight in Paris, is the whole era where all of these great artists, writers, 
all met up in Paris. Right. But they were all like not from France. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It seems like, and this is a very biased worldview, but it seems like a lot of people go to France to become inspired or to fall in love, but then they don't want to stay. Is that fair? I don't know. I mean, I know that in Midnight in Paris, uh, Owen Wilson did want to stay, but it seems temporarily based on his creative juices. I'm sure there are a ton of people. I think France has been romanticized to the point where you go, you do that Emily in Paris thing. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Paris and I'm going to live my life. I'm going to find myself, yeah. It's the place to find yourself. But that's the problem with when you relocate to find something yeah. whether it be a lost son or yourself yeah right it doesn't last once you figure that out or you figure out that you had what you were looking for all yeah. along right inside of you you got to get out of there yeah and what does it say about the way beer has evolved in the u.s that they've been brewing this beer for over 400 years and it it tastes a lot like beers you can get here guys i, I don't i actually am I'm not sure what to make of this from that perspective. Because yeah. you're right, it does taste a lot. I don't know what that says about beer other than that recipes are recipes. Yeah. Recipes are recipes. What I will say is that this packs a little bit more of a punch. I'm delightfully surprised. Again, I'll go back to the fact that I thought it was going to be boudlit. Boudlit, you know. But it's it's not. It's full-bodied. It's got a lot of character to it when you hear that something's been in existence for 400 years you can think one of two things either wow that must be really really good or someone really fucked this up somewhere along the line i'm gonna find out how and i think i came in looking for that secondary aspect and i think i'm settling more into this is just really really good yeah i think this is this is a very good beer it's it's real consistent. It's there, there's nothing notable about it in a bad way. Yeah, and I mean that as a, a compliment. I also think like if we're comparing it to Stella, this is not a beer that advertises itself as like very classy. Like I feel like this is like the everyman's French beer. Doesn't it feel like we assign a little bit of class to it just because it's French, though? Yeah. Well, I think. I think in a way, the French are like, it's kind of just assumed that everything we do is classy. Like, we don't need to remind you. Which is insane, because I think we think <laughs> the exact opposite. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I'm saying that Stella Artois is an insecure beer, but I don't want to say that. So, All right, so Stella Artois is, to me, I'd like to take this back. I don't think that we're going to find a better analog than James Bond yeah. for this beer. I agree. Aside from the fact that James Bond isn't French. And right. I'm not going to Pink Panther because this is not a clown <laughs> doesn't, show. It doesn't here, fit tonally. Right? But if I'm going to go back to those things that have been passed down, your father passed down James Bond to you, I assume. In or, a way, yes. Yeah, Yeah, he took you to see it. Right. He said you got to see it. Cause right. I, the same way my dad did with Indiana Jones, the Star Wars movies. He said, no, 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 you guys are going to love this. I right. watched this. This is going to be awesome. We're going to do this. I think Bond has somehow survived across all those years, whereas Star Wars and Indiana Jones have been unbelievably corrupted. Well, let's let's put a clarifying point on that. I think Bond has survived 
while maintain, maintaining this aura of like classiness and European style. Whereas the other things you mentioned have the been... The films have been good all yeah, the way through. Yeah, and the other the other stuff you're talking about has been bastardized by consumerism. To a fault, I would say. Right, which is... That's what we see a lot of in beer now. Right. We've been around the block a little bit. We have. I, I mean... it's fair to say. I feel like this is a, this is a timeless beer. It's, it's going to taste the same 30 years from now, 100 years from now. Which is incredible. Because there's literally a time yeah. stamp on the beer. Right. So, I'm enjoying myself. I like it a lot. Yeah, so what are we giving this one? I'm willing to give this uh, a four. Four Vinces out of five Vinces. I, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 3.5 out of five. I think this that's kind of my baseline for, like, it's good. And, you know, I know we just talked for 25 minutes about it, but it's good seems to be where I landed it with it. Yeah. And... I really want to see that Benjamin Franklin franchise. What, like, what do you call that instead of FDR American Badass? Like a Benjamin Franklin French kisser. <laughs> Benny, <laughs> Jesus, Benny Frank, Benny Frank and the de- and the Freedom Gang. Ben Benjamin Franklin and the Treaty of <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Treaty of Ass. <laughs> the Treaty of Azkaban. <laughs> this summer, Benjamin Franklin, American diplomat, takes. Perry by storm. I love that Paris is... This is the most American thing that we've decided that Parisians will adopt a founding father of America as <laughs> their superhero. Yeah, as their, as, and their superhero <laughs> as a guy who just sleeps with French women and writes yeah. American foreign policy. I, Yeah, that unbelievable. I hope someone... Okay, if you're from France and you're listening to this, I really want you to reach out to Your us. Your aunt's from France, is she not? She she lived in France for quite a while, but she's not from there. Oh, no. She's okay. definitely from Chicago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she was listening while they were living in France. But Got it. If you're a true French man or woman, we'd love to hear from you. So maybe you can put us in our yeah, place. Yeah, tell us about your French superheroes. And while you're at it, Subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple, Spotify, Instagram, wherever you get your French stuff. (laughs) Um, But until next time, I'm... The French English Dictionary. (laughs) The French... Do you have uh, American fries out there in France? (laughs) Do you remember when we changed it from French fries to freedom fries? Yeah, why did we do that? Because the French wouldn't back us up in Iraq. Oh, man. (laughs) Which, like... Looking back, good call, French. Yeah. Hey, we backed you up for 250 years. We're taking a break on this one. No, we will not do that. <laughs> we will do anything for love. French. Now we're doing French meatloaf. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes. Fuck. I don't say full cans. Clean eyes, full cans. Must booze. Wee wee. Yeah, it's really good. Night.